we should read our Bibles. As men digging for buried treasure. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of peoples according to the number of the sons of God. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but yet expose them. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Life's a garden, man. You gotta dig it. Hello fellow treasure hunters, welcome to the excavation site. I'm Justin, alongside me we got Ben, Stephen, and Chad. We'll be your guides on this excursion. Hope you brought your shovel and your compass, because we got the map. Let's dig. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, this week we're, uh, we're going over the first rebellion in the Garden of Eden. But uh, So what's up guys, I missed you guys. What's been going on? It's been a bit. You should have seen uh, Steven on the right over here, getting into the Jeep. Oh, I have a door that don't open, so he had to crawl over. Digs a hazard style? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I'm not small. I didn't think about that. I should have rolled the window down yeah. and let him crawl through the window. With gas prices have, the way they are, I'm really I'm really happy everybody could afford to make it to that. Well, I actually thought about pushing this Jeep here. But, <laughs> well, I'd say you like the whole over his lap thing pretty good anyway. Let's just be honest with you. <laughs> I wasn't in it first. Okay. He climbed in first. <laughs> Is it ladies first? Yeah, ladies first. <laughs> Tall lady. I, I appreciate it. With hairy legs. Uh, <laughs> gosh. Uh, well, I guess uh, we'll, we'll start off with some prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for the many blessings. Uh, we thank you for this opportunity to, to dive into your word and uh, look for your uh, nuggets inside your word. We pray for uh, discernment, and we pray that uh, that uh, you reveal yourself to us through your word and your treasures, and that we hope that we inspire others to to dig into your word and uh, have uh, you reveal yourself to them also, Father. Amen. 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 So, first rebellion, the garden. Here we are. <laughs> I know. This is... You know, when we start doing all these and we, we look at all this, it, it, it's amazing. Cause, and I know we talked about it a lot last time. But as we read this, as I read this, after looking at through that new lens, when you're really looking at how this was written, the time it was written, and looking at, looking at it through the eyes of, of those people and not trying to put it into our perspective nowadays. Yes. I'm seeing things in ways I never thought I'd see before. Oh, absolutely. And there's a lot of people that I know we each have different people we like to listen to and pull information out. And it's just, it's amazing how um, uh, Dr. Heiser, some of his stuff, I mean, there's just certain people that have, when you look at it, and he's not the only one, it's just the first one that comes to mind. But when you look at it, it just is amazing how just having them and, and they're not forcing their views on you what they're doing is taking away the the lens that you have over your eyes right now to allow you to read it the way it was meant to be read no absolutely like the holy inspired authors of the bible wrote wrote it you know mm -hmm. how they viewed it and uh you know we don't in their time like yeah they were writing too right yeah. right no absolutely so uh having that lens is just opens up so much more uh what the Bible has to offer right here. So like JB said, there's a lot of nuggets in there and 
Uh, why not theology? <laughs> yeah. And, and, of course, here we are at the first rebellion, so you're telling me there's more than one rebellion. Is that correct, J.B.? Oh, yeah, and that's what I was about to get at, is, you know, is if you asked any, you know, Second Temple Jewish person uh, why is the world in the way that, in the shape that it's in, they would tell you because of the three rebellions. You know, you had Adam and Eve in the garden, the Genesis 6 fallen angels, and the Tower of Babel. So I guess what you know we're aiming to do is to restore the, the supernatural worldview from that uh, to the modern reader today. You know that's just what we were just talking about those those lenses, mm-hmm. reading how they would have read it, seen it, how they would have seen it. That way we could better wrap our modern yeah. heads around it. it. It's just so hard to wrap your mind around it when you have all these preconceived biases, these you know ways you've been taught. So being able to you know dissolve those things. Uh, it really refreshes your whole outlook on uh, what exactly it is that we're looking into and we're reading into right here because it's just so much more than uh, what we've been taught. Oh, yeah. So uh, I guess uh, the first encounter uh, with the, the serpent and Adam and Eve was in Genesis 3. Uh, so I guess we'll just start there. Yeah. Uh, anybody who, who wants well, to take that over? I I'll take so from the start of this when we talk about the very first verse in chapter three, and I this really it's kind of funny because I had to pause when I read it because I didn't ever I guess think about it in this way and I may be way off on this but like I said everything I'm reading now is coming through a totally new lens, but when it says right there verse three this is verbatim and I'm in the what's this New Living Translation I do believe is what this Bible is but I think it's what we all got. Is I got it? the ESV. ESV is yeah. what I'm in right now. Okay. So um, I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but this one's right. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, just kidding. You got the wrong kidding. one. You need, you need the King James to say that. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the only right, one that's right. going to fly in my house, right. buddy. <laughs> Thou sayeth. No, I'm kidding. Um, it says, verse 1 in chapter 3, it says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. That's the first sentence of chapter 3. And if you think about that, the serpent. So the serpent created by God, right? And it says right there, the shrewdest of all the wild animals. It does not say that was Satan, that was a fallen angel. It says that was the shrewdest uh, animal that God made. So there is... You could probably talk for the next three hours on the different things you could unpack from that one sentence because it doesn't say that that was Lucifer. That doesn't say that that's Satan or Satan ale, depending on, you know, what you're reading. It, it says the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. And so what that it, – it, it just opens to me so many more questions when you're reading that, but – I, I don't know. I, I guess I, the way I'm looking at this is the when you talk about the first rebellion, that there was a rebellion before the first rebellion. It just didn't have to do with man at that time, right? So we're talking about the fallen angels that fell. And that, that's the way that I look at it because this stuff, the there was already evil that had happened at that time, right? Because we're looking at everything you guys are looking at me with puzzled looks on your face right now well, well you you're we're just well, I think, well, you, yeah we're yeah we're uh I, well i think what you're speaking on is the the gap theory as in the, the time frame between genesis 1 and genesis 2 that there was a gap and a rebellion between that time 
Well, hundred percent believe about, that. Yeah. Well, we talk about it says in the Bible that you know that first when we and we're jumping back to what we talked about last time, but it says that the Elohim, lowercase g, yeah, were with God when He created the earth. Yes, right. Correct. Yeah. So then the watchers after this have the falling, right? So there was already some form of evil in the world prior to this happening but it was not because of god it was not because of human something had to bring that evil on does that make sense you're saying so the serpent the serpent because it's shrewd well it, he said it was a shrewdness but why <laughs> would why would something right then that was made perfect in the garden of eden come and say you know eat this fruit i mean why would like it's it says the wild animal that Lord the Lord God had made. Why would it say that? It it seems like there had to be something evil prior to that first fall. Does that make? I mean, I, I don't know if everybody's tracking with yeah. me here. I mean, it was I, I, I am, uh, but with me, it's like I know the gap theory, and, I, and I've heard of it that there was a first rebellion and stuff like that. But I don't really know how I feel about it. Uh, it's just like you know, I go on with with scripture. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you got uh, you know the the very first of it, you hear that this serpent, and of course, uh, you know, ser the serpent you know was was in the garden, and if, if you know we it don't say that it's Satan, but like later in the New Testament, they, it identifies as Satan. It says that ancient twisting serpent was just the devil, Satan. So that that's where you know the connections are made and also in ezekiel 28 that, that's how satan is connected to this serpent but does that not and, and just like tell me i'm wrong if i'm wrong but does that not go back into the theory that satan is not necessarily a person but it's a, a title right satan was not a singular being it's a title over top of potentially um whoever was the evil one at that time or i don't know how to say that the right way it's a couple of different people i've listened to and, and once again you know you take the scripture as number one obviously but when we talk about if satan was here doing this in the garden of eden and he was i mean obviously his heart had already turned at that point yeah, and see, what my my thinking with with this was, is, I mean, like I said, with the whole gap theory and and, and a rebellion before creation, I, I just don't know where I stand on it. I mean, honestly, but as far as you know, what we're reading, the way I always conceptualized it was, the serpent was in the garden. He was you know made perfect in all his ways, Ezekiel twenty eight. You know, and when he's seen how God favored man. And how the angels were to serve men, that that's when jealousy, resentment, and resentment set up mm -hmm. in the, in the serpent, and then that's where the seed, seed. was planted, mm -hmm. and and everything kind of you know forked out from there. Then he attempted to overthrow God, Bagal, yeah, Eve, and, or, and, yeah. and this is where the seed war or the genetic yeah. takeover uh, took off at. Is that yeah. correct? And saying that the serpent's the shrewdest, they could be comparing Satan 
to the shrewdest animal God's ever created to show how low he is. I just, it's one of those things, you know, you've, you've heard this and for us, and I know we talked about it before that like from the first day I go to Sunday school, you've heard about this, right? The first sin of, of man, you know, Eve ate the fruit and then she gave it to Adam right there. Right. And that's what the whole first rebellion, first fall is about. But it just seems like you can see, I don't know. And that's just, I guess it's my point of view. And that's the whole point of us doing this. We're all going to have different points of view. Oh yeah. We're not yes. going to all agree. And that's a good thing because that helps us, that's, that helps us learn. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just to me when I read this, like I've read that I, and and been taught that since I was, you know, knee height. You know what I mean? And reading things now in there has changed, and it's it's opened up my eyes to to kind of question things in a different way. Um, not questioning the Bible, but questioning my interpretation of it. Right, and also too, like we was talking about before we even started recording, you know, Moses, you know, is is the one said to have written this. Mm -hmm. So, put yourself in Moses's head; he's writing this, looking back. So he's already had he already has a preconceived notion of evil in this serpent. So when he's talking about, you know, he was the craftiest, you know, with some translation of Hebrew, it says that you know it was more witchy, more deceptive, you know, so he already has a preconceived notion that this is an evil being when he's writing about it, you know? No, it makes sense. I just, it's just, I still, I mean, I, it's one of those things that I have to do more research on myself because looking at that and looking at the, the way it looks like it, with God creating it as one of the wild animals, like I said, per this um, verse, it just, it just, it to me, it doesn't sound like it's a heavenly being at that time. It sounded like it was something that was in God's creation that was there. And I, and then, I mean, that opens a million other questions when you talk about why were they not shocked when this snake talked to her? Like, it, it, did yeah. all the animals talk? And see, <laughs> and was everybody good with this? Yeah. And see, and that, that's one thing that uh, my, my line of thinking was going toward was that, yes, this was on God's holy mountain, you know, Eden. Mm -hmm. And it, this was, you know, where all the, the, the sons of God were there. You know, the, the word serpent in, in Hebrew is, is nakash. You know, and nakash can mean serpent. But uh, if you allow me, this little, uh, like you said, you know, first of all, it's a, it's a talking snake. Mm -hmm. You know, she was not freaked out by this snake. You know, so there she had a conversation. With yeah, it. she was comfortable yeah. with it. She, you know, she must have seen it in the garden and the conversation with it before because she was like, you know, like being said, you know, she was comfortable right. with it. So therefore, that to me that that puts a point in the evidence file for not a serpent because serpents don't actually talk. snake. No, right. But uh, Doctor Michael Heiser, I know we keep going back to him, but I want to quote his book. That I found this was about the best explanation that I had ever seen. He says, he says, Nakash is a very elastic term in Hebrew. It can function as a noun, verb, or even as an objective. Nakash as a noun means snake. To the traditional translation is possible, but it yields the contradiction with Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14. When Nakash serves as a verb, it means to practice divination. 
When a verb receives an article attached to it, the action of the verb is then transformed into a person doing the action. Hence the word ha-nakash would best translated as the diviner. The third option for a, a, ad, an adjective meaning of nakash is the solution to the contradiction problem. When nakash is the adjective, its meaning is shining bronze or polished or as in shiny. So ha-nakash would then quite easily mean the shining one. So instead of serpent, if you scratch that out and, and use one of these terms here, you know, the shining one or the one who practices divination. So then that explains it's the solution to the problem of why wasn't she freaked out when a snake was talking? Because well, it was the snake. If the shining a, one, like in Ezekiel, he has the stones and the armor and and it's a heavenly splendor. being right you know so i mean that that answers the for me i mean that answers the question yeah because it wasn't a snake it was a a heavenly being on god's holy mountain that adam and eve saw every day completely conversed with and obviously trusted you know yeah that makes sense that makes sense and then in in sense what you were saying is you know you know, you know, Satan or, you know, a heavenly being that, that rebelled, then yes, I mean, that is correct. I mean. Like, that. well, it's just saying that there was, there was sin, but it was not, when we say the first rebellion, that's the first rebellion of man. Like, that's where man right. first fell. Cause yeah. The, the, I mean, or even the first recorded. Recorded, yeah. Rebellion of any entity or, or person. That makes that makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, moving on from there, um, you kind of see where I mean it heads. Like I said, if if um, you're familiar with Genesis and you're familiar with this first story, it's one of the ones like I said. If you're in, uh, you know, vacation Bible school or Sunday school, or this is something that you know has been burned into your brain a, a little bit. But the the serpent, the the one or the shining one, depending on, um, you know, the the translation. Right. And that's part of a big problem with it is is if you know, I don't know Hebrew, Correct. I don't know Greek, I don't know Latin. And actually, if you look, and um, there's a, a few people, and they wrote in a few different languages that the Bible was originally written in, and um, you know, if if you could go back and get the original text and have it translated but it, it, in some cases that word we didn't have an exact word for that so when we look at those things it can it can mean something a little bit different so that's really important to go back to the original text to kind of see what it meant and that's that's why some of those guys that we listen to you know when we talk about Heiser or, or some of these other guys that we'll have, have degrees that background in degrees in that are great resources because they can go back they can break it down for us and show us this is what it could mean. It's the same exact word in the text. And, and if you look at it from that cultural point of view, it could mean this, this, or this. And like in that, that quote I took from one of his books, you know, he said, you know, Hebrew is a very elastic, mm -hmm. you know, language. 
one word can have several different meanings. You just seen all the different meanings just, just for that one on. word Nakash. Well, and a little bit of the Occam's razor there, where what makes the most sense? Yeah, exactly. Does it make sense that it's With the a, context. a serpent, or does it make sense that it was a, a heavenly being? Which makes a heck of a lot more sense to say that. Yeah. Um. So, you know, moving on from there, that makes I mean that makes a lot more sense. And, and we already covered the ground, too, uh, with our last episode, you know, the Divine Council mm-hmm. and uh, the heavenly beings and the sons of God and that all these, yes, God, sons of God. Gods? Many gods? gods. Yes, many. More oh. than one. Lowercase g, of course. Oh, okay. Created beings. Still But God calls them gods. Yes, he does. Still monotheistic. In his yes. Divine Council, is that yes, correct? exactly. So, therefore, to say that this Nakash is a member of that divine assembly would not be far-fetched not at all no i wouldn't think so actually i would assume yes well if he's in charge of the garden as in now but we don't oh yeah we'll get to that yeah yeah we're gonna get in sorry sorry jumping ahead oh no i mean we've mentioned a few and that joshua you know we went over this last time over the first rebellion you put out pulled out some good inserts there as far as the nakash the serpent with his sword at the garden, and I forget exactly how it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's all of the Ezekiel twenty-eight. Uh, that's Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I don't know what I was thinking, yeah, Joshua. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll identify Satan there. I mean, I think that's one of the most profound verses I've ever found, as far as Satan and the first rebellion goes. Yeah, definitely. So I guess we only got man. That's, we've covered a lot of time. The first only one verse. One. That wasn't even the whole verse. That wasn't even the whole verse. No, that was the first sentence. I told you a lot to unpack yeah, on. Yeah. That. Oh, okay. So uh, I guess go, go on to the next and keep reading there. Uh, one day he asked the woman, "Did God really say you must not eat from the fruit of any of the trees in the garden?" Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden, which we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat of it or even touch it or you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened. And as soon as you eat it, you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. That's a good stopping point right there. No, we'll go ahead and hit six, too. Okay. Yeah. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it, and then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it, too. That right there also tells you. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. Were opened. Right. Were a room. Now, reading that part... They obviously trusted the serpent. Oh, yeah. Because there was no, oh, that does look delicious, and ate it. Yeah. No discussion, no, you know, nothing. Just because they knew it was a heavenly being in God's garden. Yeah. So, well, he must not. Surely this heavenly being's not going to steer me the wrong way. Right. Right. Because he works for God. Exactly. And he was here before us. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but one thing I think is really cool is uh, the Genesis 3. That's why I wanted you to go on to 6 was because it said, the, you know, if you notice, Satan always tempts with the same tricks. You know, one, it was good for food, taste. 
Two, the eyes. It was a delight to the eyes. And three, desire to make one wise. And even said that you will be like one of us. You will right. be like one of the Elohim, one of the gods. Gods? Yes. Gods? <laughs> Elohim. Oh. So, you know, those three temptations, you know, of, uh, of Satan, if you look through all Scripture, that's always the same. He always tempts you with, you know, your senses, your taste, your eyes, uh, and your desire. Your flesh. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. You want to go on? Do we go on a little further here? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Where are we at? We're seven. At seven. Seven. That was when you guys said at the, you know, their yeah. eyes were open. Yeah. Yes. And they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover, cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me. Me. It was her. Exactly. She her fault. <laughs> she gave me the fruit and I ate it. Then the Lord asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied, and that's why I ate it. Mm, that's probably good. That's, a, that's a good yeah, spot yeah. to stop there. It's amazing how one sin set off like, oh, a bunch in one order. Everybody started blaming everybody. Everybody started pointing fingers, yes. didn't right? Faster, faster, yes. and fast. Yeah. So... That but pathology I, but really started to, to kick in right there, didn't well, yeah. it? When their eyes were opened. Yeah. And that was like we talked before, like the point to which their consciousness fell and they are aware of themselves and their uh and their um insecurities, insufficiencies. And next thing you know, we're trying to cover ourselves up because what good grief he's gonna be looking at me, you know. So mm -hmm. it's good stuff, man. Well, this right here. It's talking in the cool breeze blowing. He heard God walking in the garden. Yeah. Okay. So this tells you he heard him walking and knew who he was. That's sure he like, walked with him every day. You know what I mean? Exactly. It might have been like a you know, yeah, like scheduled it's, thing. It's, you know? Or it could have been like thunder because it's God well, walking through the well, garden. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, you just don't know. Maybe. God probably has a presence. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I would imagine when you're around God, you know you're around God. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, let's see. Oh, we haven't got to that part yet. Which, obviously, they cast in blame. Mm -hmm. It was oh, her. Yeah. And then she's saying, but it was the serpent. You know. But no, the man's first said, it's, it's the it's woman. Then the woman said, oh, it's they're, the serpent. Yeah, yeah <laughs> none of them are taking, taking ownership. No responsibility. <laughs> and if you notice, God asked Adam first. Like he didn't know already. Done? Yeah, obviously, you know, a rhetorical yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? So he asked the man, who blamed it on the woman, who blamed it on the serpent. Mm -hmm. And what I also got from this is later on in the Bible, I can't remember where it is, but you have like that umbrella, you know, the kids and the households under the wife, and then the security of everything is under the husband who's under God. And I've always been taught that 
the man of the house answers for the whole house. Oh, yeah, he's responsible for the spirituality of the house, yeah. Spiritual. And right here, hey, man, what have you done? He was there to stop her. Yeah, because he allowed the woman, yeah. So it's the blame's on him, even though she's the one that ate first. The blame is on him. Yeah. And that I always a, thought that was... That takes a big man to say that, Ben. <laughs> Sorry. I'll try to be lesser of one. <laughs> it might be hard This to world do. needs yeah. you. Let's you get know? to the good part. It might be hard to The do. curse. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It says, The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put immunity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. Mm. Right here. So... We gotta go ahead and crawl on your belly, which my version says groveling in the dust for as long as as you live. So where's the dust? It's at the very bottom. Mm Mm-hmm. Below everything. Yeah, this is some little bit of poetry here, you know. And and if you think about it, which this is my humor. Where does the feces lay? On top of the dust. So he's lower than crap. Yeah. That's my humor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's kind of... Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. But that was a big see what he did right there. what I think some I people I like to do with that. that they <laughs> like to use that uh, curse as uh, um, evidence they that, he, that he's a serpent. Well, he's well, cursed then, above all beasts and all livestock, and on his belly he shall go. Well, did did snakes ever have legs? Not they that, lose their yeah. legs and all of a sudden had to crawl on their belly? And then also with Ezekiel. Oh, yeah, that ties into that too, yeah. You're lower than the animals. Yeah, and what I thought was cool was I was reading, I can't remember who it was from, but he was talking on this stuff, and I was talking with uh, Stephen before church about it. You know, he's cursed above all livestock and beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, dust you shall eat. Mentions animals, not because he was a snake. These animals are at the bottom of the chain of creation. You know, even Adam was told that, you know, he had dominion over them to rule over them. So it says he went from the very top of the chain as a heavenly being to the very bottom. It's not a snake, and a snake never had legs. So on your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat. God is talking about being cast to earth and his ultimate future of Sheol, the pit. It was mm-hmm. a, it was God prophesying his future. He does so again with the curse of the woman's seed, which is Christ crushing the head and he bruising his heel, a.k.a. the cross. Mm-hmm. Right? Amen to that. He bruised them, didn't kill them. Yeah. Exactly. So we keep talking about... Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14. Right. So well, I think yeah. we should bounce this, this there. This would be a good spot. Did we? Let's see. Give me just a second. All right. Uh, Ezekiel. 
We're pulling it up, I promise. Yeah, we're typing. <laughs> Logos. <laughs> okay. Anybody want to take this? I can take it. Go ahead. Then this message came from the Lord. Son of man, give the prince of Tyre, however you say that, Yeah. this message from your sovereign Lord. In your great pride, you claim I am God. I sit on a divine throne in the heart of the sea. But you are only a man and not a God. Though you boast that you are a God, and these are all lowercase g's, by the way, you regard yourself as wiser than Daniel and think no secret is hidden from you. With your wisdom and understanding, you have amazed great wealth, gold and silver for your treasuries. Yes, your wisdom has made you very rich, and your riches have made you very proud. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you think you are wise as a god, I will now bring against you a foreign army, the terror of the nations. <clears throat> they will draw their swords against your marvelous wisdom and divine, or excuse me, defile, your splendor then you will bring bring you down to the pit and you will die in the heart of the sea pierced with many wounds you will then boast I am God to those who kill you and them you will be no God but merely a man you will die like an outcast at the hands of foreigners I the sovereign sovereign Lord have spoken. Let's now see. that it seems like he's talking to a man, right? Yeah. He's talking to a man, right? There. Right, correct. Now, well, now let's go on to the second part. And we'll see if he's talking to more than just that's one a, person. That's Ezekiel what now? 28. 28. So now we're in 2811. Right. Let's see if he's talking about the same person here. Yeah. Then this further message came to me from the Lord. Son of man singing this funeral song to the king of Tar. Give uh, give him this message from the uh, sovereign Lord. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. Oh, signet of perfection and perfect in beauty. Yeah. Is that like yeah. a person that you know? You were in Eden. Whoa. How was he in Eden? How was the king of Tyre right. in Eden? The Garden of God, capital G. <laughs> the clothing was adorned with every precious stone. And I'm not even going to attempt to read all them. Sardis, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, carbuncle, and crafted in gold were your settings and your engravings. Now that's colorful, ain't it? That is. Many colors. That is. Then were given to you on the day you were created, or excuse me, they were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. So he was a guardian chair. The mighty, mm -hmm. mighty 
angelic guardian. See, I had a, a I terrible. Had, so he had yeah. on a suit, I guess is what it sounded like, right. with all these different stones. With, with what was shining, shining one? Like a shining one? Like I a shining it would shine, one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say gems and gold would shine. I'm tracking, I'm tracking. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's see. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Your rich commerce led you to violence, and you sinned. Yeah. And in my translation, it says, in the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst, and you sinned. That probably sounds better. Yeah. Because so, he was crafty, right? He was right, craftier than any right. other beast. So I banished, or yeah, banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O mighty guardian, from the place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty. Your wisdom was corrupted uh, by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground. He threw him where? To the ground. Like dust he shall eat? Like dust. Okay. To the, to the dirt. Was it underneath anything? Dung. Underneath dung. I like that. <laughs> Under dung. Um, and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. You defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and blah, and your dishonest trade. So I brought fire out from within you and it consumed you. I reduced you to ash on the ground in the sight of all of who were watching. All who know who know you are appalled at your fate. You have came to a terrible end and you will exist no more. Man. This king of Tyre must have been something really special. He was a guardian cherub in Eden. He was perfect in all his ways. I don't think that's who they're talking about. I, I actually think that the really interesting thing here on the end of this is the when you look at you've come to a terrible end and you will exist no more. Now, does that mean that whoever this is talking about, this shining one, that that person will be totally obliterated? Or will they be in hell? Because it says you will exist no more. Is that being in mm. hell existing no more? Or oh yes, the, you know what Christians call the second death. You know, and Revelation says he'll be thrown into the pit. And I find that, but I find that interesting because that, the that, of fire, that yeah. existing no more. That's a it's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. But yeah. And another thing too, you know, it's like he, by him getting cast out, I'm sure, you know his wings were clipped so to say I'm sure he didn't have his uh, uh, heavenly body anymore you know he was demoted so maybe or it talks about I destroyed you it's either a prophecy of what's to come or when he was thrown out of the garden it's well, it like he was demoted and his he heavenly body only earth. Yeah, was destroyed and therefore he's a, a just an entity now or he lost his heavenly body or or there there was something there either that God destroyed because it says he did or this is a 
a it prophecy of what's to come. Could be a prophecy because if you you if if uh, anybody who doesn't think that um, Satan has uh, power here on earth is pretty he's, blind. This is oh, his. exactly. He's yeah. the unless, king of this unless earth. this is the unless this is the uh, the the pit that we're yeah. in currently, which it, it's kind of going that way. But <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. It, if you think about it. He yeah. obviously still has power, so this could definitely be talking about the future. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, too, is this goes right along with the, the which we'll get into, but the Deuteronomy 32 world. The divine council. You know, because not only are they addressing this Prince of Tyre, they're also addressing the spirit and the entity that's behind him. That's, which that's is, driving you know, him. Which all yeah. evidence, in my humble opinion, points to the Nakash of the Garden. Now... Is this another? Once again, tell me if tell me what you think. But is this another one of those? You know, we talk about the potential of when we look at uh, Nimrod, right? The, the the of Apollyon on Earth. Is was the Tyre another? You know, the King of Tyre was he? Was that another attempt at that time? Um, Could have been for Apollyon to to return or Saturn or whatever you want to call him. The at one that world time. order. The well, I mean, and at that time, I mean, you know that Satan's been working for a long time to make this happen, and there's been multiple times, and God's only going to let it happen when it's time to let it happen, right? Like, when it's he's not ready, like it, it, and when, when, yeah. it's, when it's God's time, yeah. Um, so I, I just I wonder how many times has that been tried throughout history where Satan's tried to bring that on, or or uh, somebody because if and we talked about this a little bit before is you know we talk about um, I don't know how to put this lightly people invite things into their lives you know when you do something you you know we talk about the spirits uh, we'll get to that the next time we talk but like the spirits of the Nephilim being inside you know cast out things of that but well, you got to give permission yeah but you give that permission you allow something to come in you conjure something mm -hmm. up and that takes over you become a vessel for that oh yeah that's now, why God tells necromancy now that could be dabble in witchcraft yeah, but no this is this what, it in. yes but is this was that the attempt like you know, every time does Satan think, "Well, this is it. This is we're setting it up. This is the this is the final showdown." And then God's like, "No, not yet." Of course. No, not yet. You know what I mean? Oh, of I mean course. that's where you see that with Babel. You know, you see, that was. We'll get to that eventually, but um, you see that you know. Um, it's always Satan plotting against God's creation and trying yes. to take over. And there's so many different times that it's happened throughout history, and we see it biblically a lot. But I think there's even times, you know, post-biblically that you can look through history and see that something like that's been, you know, nearly accomplished or, or attempted to be accomplished, I you should know, Hitler, say. Hitler. That's you a know, pretty yeah, good example. Uh, yeah. You don't think there was a spirit or, behind uh, that man? Or Putin. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah. Trump. Uh, <laughs> I know. It hurt, didn't it, guys? You blasphemous <laughs> thing. I know. I know. How dare you speak those heresies in here? I know. Anyway, <laughs> glossing over. Um, well, as I do know, as, that these these nations about to say are Joe controlled Biden, by know? the this divine council, by these other right uh, spirits that's behind Elohim them. that disobeyed and and fell, and now 
you know, they are controlling these what's happening here in this world. Yeah, so, trying to corrupt God's creation. You know, and, you think yeah. about the, it. They, the key players in this world, in this physical realm, or for you knowing this, I mean, it just kind of yeah, Paul says you. it. You know, I mean, they're whispering in your ear all the time. You know right. what I mean? And, and it's, it's like we don't we don't battle against flesh and blood. You know, we no, battle no. against principalities, right. spiritual wickedness, and high places. And you got you got to look at it this way. Yeah, he's, he's he about mentioned the Trump realm. and Putin. Any of them, really? Oh, Even yeah. Satan masquerades as an angel, angel of light. light. Yeah, <laughs> any of them. Amen. I mean, you don't get that far without help. And the devil has his army. They're going to stop you. Or attempt to stop you before you can get to a certain certain position. I don't know how we even spun off into this. Right I have here. a feeling <laughs> every say. time we do this, it will spin off in this direction. Into I some kind I, of politics. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Well, Steve, we'll let it slide this time. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, going don't along with the, the trajectory that we're going, you know, he's talking about Satan being behind world leaders. You know what I mean? And the you know, Deuteronomy 32 and spiritual, you know, war and stuff like that. Uh, Isaiah 14, uh, verse 12, a lot of people use this uh, to describe Lucifer, you know, Satan. But it says, uh, How you are fallen fr uh, from heaven, O, o day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make thyself the most high, but you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the pit. And so you tell me how, if you're being honest with yourself, you don't see the correlations between that, uh, the spiritual entity behind the, the king of Tyre, and this serpent in the garden. Because okay. they all talk about the shining one, the son of dawn. You, every single one of them, you've been brought low to the pit. Low to the ground. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I'm with you right there. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder, you think about the, um, I don't sorry, this is, once again backtracking and smack me here in a second but the uh you talk about remember the temptation of christ and and you know he takes him up says you know oh can you uh, throw you down from the 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 temple and your angels won't let your foot hit a stone and or the you see all these kingdoms of earth you know they could all be yours if you just bow to me now it makes me wonder that sounds like a rehearsed tactic is that something that maybe and maybe these principalities that are over you know the nations have they that, gone to these individual like yes. the highest up of yes. the high up the people that are controlling all mm -hmm. this That's what have I was they saying. had those exact experiences where you know that the devil came without saying, a hey, shadow of a well, doubt well not necessarily the devil but one of these other principalities one of these other dark rulers of this world exactly. spiritual wickedness in high places but man. they yes, come and 100%. they come and said hey I I'm giving you all of this, if you listen to me, yeah, because if you truly look at it and you truly looked at the whole big picture, you know God's going to win. I mean, we, we all know that. We're given this tool. Yeah, but they but, say consider the source, just like in Devil's Advocate. You remember that? Yes. He said, Dad, we're destined to lose. He said, well, consider the source, son. Exactly. You know, of course they think they're going to win. But that's And that's the thing is that, the, you know, and, and greed and, and so many other things in this world, you know, greed and power, 
that you know they're gonna think they're gonna live like kings and think that things are amazing for their entire life here on earth but you know what when it comes down to the end it says that everybody will have to answer to god at that time it says every knee will bow wow and at that point those people who have been at those high places that were promised so much when it gets down to the end they're still gonna they're gonna bow down it says every knee will bow down and, and every tongue will confess and they'll all say we were wrong but it'll yep. be too late. It'll be too late. But they they gave it all up for what was on this earth. Temptation. Well, it's the same thing. Because they believed the lie of the devil. They well, didn't think there was exactly. no more after this. Well, and he told just them, like eat the of garden. The, yeah, yeah eat, you eat of the tree and you'll become wise. Same you become thing. as gods. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You know, so I think that's it's just the same thing repeating uh, throughout history and civilizations. And you see it, you know. Nothing's new under the sun. Well, everything that's, that's been done shall yeah. be done again. Nothing new. And like you're the talking sun. there, where Jesus was on the mount with Satan, and he offered them the whole world. It was his to offer, wasn't it? He didn't. He didn't rebuke them. Say no. it's not yours to yeah. give. He knew it was, didn't he? It was Satan's to give. The kings of the earth set themselves. But he knew he was going to yeah. take who, it anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus knew he's like, nah, I don't yeah. take it from can, you anyway. Can you just imagine being in his head? You know, like. No, I better not. But I better back, not take it. I better not accept your knowing. But why it's did coming, why you know? did he say? Why did uh, why did God not? You know, if Satan owned the earth at that time, because in the beginning, God gave man dominion. But what's happened over a period of time is man, man has, has given, given that to the yeah. devil. They've they basically traded it. they've traded right. that exactly, and that's where For wealth or whatever. He, and this and you look at when that happened, and we were talking about Jesus. So obviously it happened before Jesus at that time. So this has been going on for. Well, ever you know, since the beginning. Battle. Yes. And that, but, that's where it happened, yeah. But, well, once again, when we go back to the enmity between the serpent's offspring and the woman's offspring, yep, obviously man. through this world and culture and all the different institutions, uh, you know, we've produced a lot of the serpent's offspring. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, we'll get to the serpent's offspring. Well, sure. well <laughs> we're talking about offspring, okay? So it tells you right there. Let's see. We will strike the head, which is kind of like a kill shot. Yep. And the serpent will strike our heel, right? Like a stump. So, so that, now your you're looking at. He will strike his heel. Yeah. Well, now if you look at it, what's the world trying to do? You're you're not really a man. You can be a woman if you want. Go get this surgery. Confusion. Go get the surgery so you no cannot recreate. Yeah. Well, th- that's let, let us. Oh, oh, you're this too abortion young. Clinic. That you're too just young a modern to have children. Child sacrifice exactly. Yeah. 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 If I can't yeah. get to Let's, the man, I'm gonna take and corrupt the woman. And corrupt the offspring. And corrupt or offspring. And delete the offspring. No, that's it. it that's what it's. That's like. that's the whole. I mean, and, all the way from the very beginning. And that beginning. takes us straight to Genesis six. <laughs> Well, I want you to know I'm biting my tongue really hard right now. <laughs> Which, I tell you before I get close to time. Ain't we? I think, yes, I think, we're about I think so. I, I well, we gotta get to the man's punishment, and then yeah, we still got a little then, bit more. Right. Of the I, I want to get to the garments, garments yep. of God. Yeah, all right, all right. Let's okay. tie this thing up here. So let's see here. I'm chewing on my notes over here. And, <laughs> all right, into the man since. You listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat. The ground will be cursed because of you. All your life you'll struggle to scratch a living from it, 
It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made of dust, and dust you will return. Dust. But the devil is still below dust. 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 That was kind of. Oh, here we go again. He's still below <laughs> us. No, even our dead bodies, he's below us. But yeah. what's on the dust? What? <laughs> uh, keep it clean, Phil. Okay, keep it classy. Okay. All right, keep it classy. Uh, <laughs> okay, then the man Adam named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all who live, right? And I got something about that here that I've seen. Well, me too. I, I got a little something so, about that. It says, um, let's see, was it Isha is the word for wife in Hebrew, and Ish is the word for man. So he named himself after he named after he named uh, Eve. I watched a little video about that. It was kind of interesting where he's naming everything. Oh yeah, he didn't name himself until he named her. Well, even the name, you know, uh, in Isha, Hebrew, Adam is, yeah. is a dom. Yeah. Which means mankind. Okay. So, anyhow. Uh, and the Lord gave, made them, the Lord God made clothing from animal skins from for Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God said, look, the human beings have become like us. Us? Us. That's plural, right? Plural. More plural. than one? <clears throat> That's, that nope. must be the Trinity. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that. the, that's the misconception, Eric. <laughs> Knowing both good and evil, what if they reach out, take the fruit from the tree of life, and eat it? They will live forever. And be forever corrupted. Condemned. Ever, yeah, condemned. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden and sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed a mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden and placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. Yeah. What did so, you, you guys both said you had some stuff. Well, that was yeah. when he first started right there. Well, I was, you know, I the serpent beguiled um, Eve. You know, and um, as far as you know, you know, she became the mother of all living. You've heard a lot of different things about right. Uh, some successful copulation going on right there at being wholly seduced. Copulation—that's a fancy word. What's that? Mean? <laughs> well, Demify that for it's me. a fancy word about getting it on. All right, for the song <laughs> engine. All right, but uh, I didn't know if you guys wanted to elaborate a little bit more on I that. I don't know if Marvin Gaye would have said, "Let's copulate." <laughs> if it would have been as good of a song. successful, a successful oh, copulation. Baby, you know, let's copulate. Keep it clean in here. <laughs> Best love, baby. <laughs> Are we on Genesis 6 yet? I'm ready to hit the gas. <laughs> I, I gotta get the garments of God. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. I think Ben said he had something. Um, I, I think it. That was it. I was gonna talk about the garments, but... Start... Why don't you yeah. take us into there? Okay. Just about how it, yeah. it's the first sacrifice to... Right, something had to die yeah. to cover the sins, yeah. Well, I'm sure you have more than... 
well with that too which i mean that's how i, I always looked at it till i got my new my new spectacles on you know but it was like uh it's according to what translation you read but it's like when you read that it says and the lord god made adam uh made for adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them you know like in the hebrew and all these you got so many different translations you know but but basically it just says he made for them you know garments but uh ezekiel 28 you know if you remember when we read that it said every precious stone was his covering right. topaz barrel all this stuff right so it didn't say that was his covering that was his garment right you know it was all these you know stones of many colors well in the book of uh yasher uh it goes on and it talks about these garments in more detail and basically it says that these garments were handed down through the lineage they made it to noah and his family when they got onto the ark well then they got on the ark and when they got off of course we know the whole thing about the cursing of uh ham uh well it says in the book of yasher that uh ham stole those garments in secret and then he passed them to his son cush and cush kept them in secret nobody knew and it said that uh in his old age uh he had nimrod and he mm. loved him very much and he gave him the garments of the garden and it goes on to say you know that when nimrod become 20 years old he put on these garments and he become a mighty man a gaborum you know it says the yeah. garments gave him the strength yeah that, it was until he right. put those godly on godly clothing that he put on yeah quite literally and then and this is what transmutated him into a heaven to a god is that correct well, well i mean the way that he, it reads it says you know, he was a mighty man a gaborum you know the yes. same kind of verbiage it was used of the nephilim right you know but it I wasn't would, until he put these garments on that he became that exactly I, Go ahead, go ahead. I, I still. But then later on, uh, you know, it says that Nimrod's out and he's hunting, and of course, uh, uh, the brothers. Um, oh. Brain fart. Um, um, oh crap! Now I'm not gonna. Uh, Esau and Jacob. Well, Jacob. Okay, you remember in the Genesis where it said that Esau come in from a, a hunt and he, that he was famished and that. Right, uh, Jacob right. said, oh, Tricky. trade me your birthright, and I'll, I'll make you some food, and he does, right? Yeah. Well, the Tricky. book of Yasher elaborates more and says that while he was out hunting, that he bumped into Nimrod, and that and, there was a great two, fight. And two great people, or yeah. two giant two, two warriors giant, or something. Two warriors, something like that. But, so, yeah. but basically, Esau murders Nimrod and takes the garments because he recognizes the garments and takes them. So when he comes back home, he's done fought three men. He's on the verge of death. So... Uh, basically, Jacob nurses him back to health and saves his life, but gets the garments. And it says later in the book of Yasher that he kept them. And, of course, in the same verbiage that it used, you know, that uh, Nimrod was uh, uh, Cush's favorite in his old age. Well, it says that Jacob gave, uh, had Joseph in his old age and loved him very much because he was the, the child of his old age. And what does he give him? He gives him a coat of many colors mm -hmm. and as we read in ezekiel 28 barrel topaz all these many color stones right well there was nine of them so who's to say that when the curse came on the nakash and it said that his coverings was all these many colored stones that he was stripped of his position and that was the garments that was given to adam and eve because 
they were exalted above him now, and they were the representatives of God in his temple, which is earth. Mm. Boom. Wow. Boom goes the dynamite. Makes you think. I'll tell you that. It makes you think. And, and that's sure when you does. get to the Levites, you know, when it says they have that uh, their covering that God commanded how them to make the yeah. coverings. The only difference. There's more stones, There's right? 12 stones. Yeah. So there's three more added. So the, once again, mankind tribes, is exalted. Right? Yeah, for, for the, the 12 tribes. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget the first time I read that. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she go in there go Becca Becca let me show you this let oh, me show yeah, you this yeah, and she was like oh that's, that's great honey I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand I, I nothing get, I said I get it all the time call Chad tell him about it <laughs> oh yeah it's all the time that's you, oh, you and Chad need funny. to hash out <laughs> that was good Good like stuff. It. That was I good. Like it. I think, I think we was, made it through it, didn't we? I think yeah, we did. It. I think that was that was well done. I think that's. I mean, there's a lot to unpack. It's amazing that a Bible story that you could learn, you know, back like, when you were a, yeah. a little kid. And and, 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 this, and this book's not big. Yeah. No, no <laughs> but that, the thing is, yeah. if I was taught, my, my my Bible was this cool. Right. It had all this well, cool uh, you, supernatural you, stuff. Yeah. I said the hell with comic books. You know what I mean? <laughs> no yeah. kidding, right? I dare you not what, to bore me with the Bible now. What 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 do, what do they say? What do they say? You, they trade they, they had you trade your heroes for ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Right. Pete Floyd, mm-hmm. heroes for ghosts. <laughs> yeah, we we'll we'll talk that's, about that yeah. in the future. We'll get <laughs> yeah. onto that yeah. in the future. That's a that's a good one for the future. But, but stick uh, around with us. I got yeah, se- I got something else for yeah. Stick here. around, you guys. So, so it says. We're backing up to the striking of the head and the and the heel. It says he will strike his. He will strike. He's talking about Jesus, head. right? And then at the end, Yahushua it talks Yeshua. about the the cherubim, the mighty cherubim guarding the way to the tree of life. So he had a replacement, huh? Right. And you the take, flaming sword went went this way and that. Right. But Jesus on the cross paved our way to the tree of life so we can live we're we're redeemed and we live forever exactly and it if better you think tastes about it, good i hate fruit so you think, I, <laughs> I hope it tastes good yeah if you think about a, a, a sword anyway you have the handle the hilt yeah and the blade i mean that's Upside a cross down yeah you know, that's a that's a cross and john fourteen six, what does it say it says i am the way i am the truth and the life no man coming to the father except through me christ is the flaming sword that guards the way amen to that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right now, now i think done. we i think we Keep can digging. end it on that there's a, there's <laughs> a <laughs> microphone <laughs> drop. drop it <laughs>